You're listening to the Best in Wealth Podcast, episode number 94. This is the Best in Wealth Podcast, a show for successful family stewards who want real answers about wealth and investing so we can feel secure about our family's future. At the Best in Wealth Podcast, we think differently about wealth and investing. You should do. Well, hello, everyone. How are you doing? My name is Scott Wellens, and I'm your host of the Best in Wealth Podcast. This is a show dedicated to helping real people, that's you, build real wealth so together we can take family stewardship to the next level. I am a certified financial planner, an educator, and a wealth advisor. And today's episode, number 94, is the third quarter 2017 market report. And I'm going to get through this one as best as I can. If you've been listening to these shows recently, you know that I've just built a house and I actually have a studio being built in the basement of my new house and it's not done. So I moved all my podcast gear here though and I'm in the office upstairs and I set it up. But let me tell you, it's, it's not perfect at all. When you're when you're doing a podcast and you have a a microphone and when you get as animated as I do, you need a pop filter in front of the microphone so your peas don't pop. Even though I talk so loud sometimes, my peas pop no matter what. But guess what? My pop filter, it broke as I moved all the stuff from my old studio now to this new house. And I have it duct taped together. So right now, I have no idea what I sound like right now or what the podcast is going to sound like. All I can tell you is I'm going to do my very, very best. The other thing that might happen, and it's it's real early in the morning, it's not even 7 a.m. Central Time on a Friday, but I'm getting my driveway poured today and the sidewalk. I mean, I just moved into this house last week and the guys are already here working. So there's a good chance we're going to get loud trucks. We're going to get all kinds of stuff coming in to my microphone feed as I try and give you the third quarter report. But I owe this to you, so I'm going to do the very best that I can. And before we get to the market report, I just want to let you know that you know we have been through a season of behavioral finance. We've been through Dr. Daniel Crosby's book, Nine of the Ten Laws. And next week, I'm going to touch on the Tenth Law. So you certainly don't want to miss next week's episode. All right, let's let's see if we can make it through this one, guys, without with minimal disruption from my gear and from the folks working outside. Let's get to the topic of the day. All right, here we go, guys. The third quarter market review. Now, if you've opened your 401k statements or IRA or brokerage statements, you'll you'll see that market had another good quarter. That's great news for us. In fact, things have been going so good in the market that I'm getting a lot of calls now asking if 
people should get out of the market because we're for sure due for at least a correction, maybe a recession. And what am I telling all these people that are saying this? I'm asking them if they're in a portfolio right now that has a risk adjustment that is set for them and only them for the good times and the bad times. Right now are the good times and the bad times are going to come. We just don't know when they're going to come. And we cannot time this stuff ever. Remember what the great John Bogle said. He's over 90 years old. He's been on Wall Street for well over 50 plus years. And he famously said, I don't know anyone who can consistently time the stock market. Furthermore, I don't know anyone who knows anyone that can consistently time the stock market. So who are we to think that we can if nobody else can? And the same holds true for the asset classes that you're in. And if you have a good diversified portfolio, you are in thousands of companies. I like to have at least 10 to 12,000 companies in my model portfolios. Furthermore, you should be tilted in factors such as small and value since over time these have a greater expected return. Furthermore, you should have, unless you're really young, some sort of bond allocation. And are bonds doing good right now? Absolutely not. But the bonds are your life preserver. The bonds are like the safety bag in your car. You need to have some sort of cushion. And when you have those bonds, yeah, your portfolio is not going to go up as much as the market is going up. But they're there because in the bad times, your portfolio won't go down as bad as the market goes down. And over time, if we can keep the volatility in check, you should make more money over time with less volatility. So just looking at the market right now on, a, on an overview, we'll start with U.S., then developed, then emerging markets, and then we'll dig into them a little bit. The U.S. market overall was up 4.57% this quarter when the average return since January 2001 is only 1.9%, so over double. The international developed markets did even better, up 5.62%, when the average return since January 2001 per quarter, 1.6%. Emerging markets up even more than the other two, up 7.89%, when the average quarterly return, 3.1%. Global real estate, up 1.13%. So global real estate has been one of the, the, the worst performing asset classes year to date, but that doesn't mean we bail because we don't know what's going to happen next. We need to stay in our lanes. And then the bond market, the U.S. bond market up 0.85%, little down from the average return of one2 And the global bond market, which is all global bonds minus the U.S., up 0.7%. So a lot of times during these uh, market reports, I like to give a couple of 
selected headlines from quarter three, 2017. I have a bunch of them, but in July, the euro jumped to the two-year high after the ECB meeting. In August, the UK jobless rate hit a 42-year low. And in September, the dollar hit its its lowest level in more than two and a half years. U.S. household incomes rose in 2016 to a new record. And the U.S. second quarter GDP rose 3.1%. Lots of good news out there these last couple of months. That is for sure. Okay, let's break down the U.S. market. We know market-wide up 4.57%, but when we look at the different asset classes within the U.S., how did they perform? How did small do versus large? Well, small cap was up 5.67 versus large cap only up 4.48. So small cap had a premium this quarter, which is good since small cap has been underperforming so far this year. But again, that doesn't mean we get out of our lanes and we bail. When we look at the fourth quarter alone last year, fourth quarter 2016, small cap value was up anywhere between 12 and 15%. Let's stay in our lanes. Let's, Let's reap this premium when it comes in, even though we don't know when it will come in. If we bail, we know one thing's for sure. We will not get our premium. And incidentally, I need to say that all I'm giving you right now are the market returns from the indexes. What I'm giving you, they are not funds that you can invest in. All they are are the indexes. You cannot invest in the indexes. The closest you can get is in investing in an index fund that's trying to replicate the actual index. These are just the benchmarks. All right, back. Let's see, how did value do versus growth. And in the large cap space last quarter, large growth topped value 5.9 versus 3.1%. So what do we see in the U.S.? Well, last quarter, small beat large, but growth beat value. The opposite story of what we saw last year. Once again, we need to stick around and wait for our premiums to happen. What about the developed markets? Let's look at the developed markets. So market-wide, we know that developed markets did 5.62%. But let's break it down. Small cap versus large. Small cap, 7.26% last quarter. Large cap, 5.62. That's over a point and a half premium small over large cap. What about value versus growth? Value returned 6.14%, growth 5.10, so over a 1% premium. Here we're seeing this quarter, which I don't believe we saw last quarter. We're seeing our premiums come in as we tilt our portfolio towards small and value, all while keeping inside of our own particular risk level. 
And lastly, what about emerging markets? Emerging markets have been the darling so far this year. Emerging markets, depending on if you're talking emerging small, emerging value, emerging large, emerging large value, all up around 22 to 26 or 7 percent through the third quarter 2017. And here, large cap bested small cap. Large cap, 7.58%. Small cap, 5.44%. And growth outdid value this quarter. Growth, 10.19%. Value, 5.47%. So a huge difference in the emerging markets where growth and large beat small in value. But overall, they all did fantastic. And let's make sure we all have a percentage of our portfolio, our stock portfolio in emerging markets. It's a great diversifier. When we look at all the reliable, available stock markets in the world, emerging markets make up 11% of that value. And I'm not saying 11% of your portfolio needs to be in emerging markets of your stock portfolio, but at least having some sliver in there to reap these higher expected returns. A lot of people bailed on emerging markets some years ago because they were underperforming, trying to time it. Now it's bounced back, but it might be too late for people to reap the premium that's been flowing in. Let's um, turn a little bit to the next page. Uh, And incidentally, I say the next page because if you go to bestandwealth.com, you'll be able to click on this report, the third quarter 2017 report, and take all of this in if this is what you're into, just knowing how the different markets, sectors, and countries have done. What I list out in this report is all of the developed markets and all of the emerging markets and rank them. So as far as countries go in the developed markets, the top three were Norway, Italy, and Portugal. With Norway at an 18.36% return this quarter, the third quarter, comparing that to the U.S., which was at that 4.57 market-wide. Now of all the developed markets, We only had one that fell in the negative, and that was Israel, which was a big negative, negative 8.21%. In the emerging markets, the top three, Brazil, Russia, and Chile, with Brazil at a positive 23.78% in the third quarter. There were four countries with a negative return, and the top one with the worst return was Pakistan, negative 12.37. I have all of these in the report, though, if you go to bestinwealth.com. And if you listen very closely, you can hear some folks outside hammering some things. Hopefully, I'll have a driveway before the end of the day, and it's supposed to rain, and I don't know what happens to a driveway after it rains, but it has me freaked out. So let's get through this, the rest of this real quick, because I'm almost done. Real estate is next. 
Real estate has had a tough go at it this year. Global real estate, though, bested U.S. Global real estate up 2.19%. U.S. real estate only up 0.38%. And the last fun thing to go through, if you're into these numbers, might not be fun to you at all, it's really fun to me, is looking at the commodities. And when I look at the commodities, it's about split on some commodities were up this quarter and a bunch were down. Heating oil, number one, up 20.97%. And Kansas wheat fell at the bottom, negative 21.15%. All right, I figure if I get this music going, maybe you won't hear all the, uh, the work going on in the background. Plus, I got this low battery warning on one of my pieces of podcast equipment. So it's at some point, something's going to all shut down. So I better wrap this podcast up. But after going through this report, I want you to think of something. Just think if you had a really concentrated portfolio in a specific country or a specific commodity or a specific sector or even worse, in a specific company. Think of all of that risk you're taking when you don't need to, when your expected returns aren't going up. True, you might get lucky. Oh, you might get lucky. And you will have a story to tell at your next cocktail party. There's no doubt about it. But you know what? The reverse is just as likely to happen. You might just as you might just as likely have been in Kansas wheat this quarter as you were in heating oil. And the opposite can be devastating to your portfolio. Remember, remember this. Investing is like watching grass grow. When you have a complete diversified portfolio that's tilted in the right directions, it's not going to be exciting. But over time, you should do better than the average investor. In fact, you could be put in the top 10% of all investors in your risk level. If you can stay disciplined and stay in your lanes and stay durse and stay durse, stay diversified in your portfolio, staying in your lane, staying with the factors, tilting in small and value, because in the long run, this is what family stewards do. This gives you the best chance for success. Hey, everybody, have an unbelievable week, and I will see you when, I know when, I see you on the flip side. Bye-bye, everybody. Take care. The Best in Wealth Podcast is hosted by Scott Wellens. Scott Wellens is the principal at Fortress Planning Group. Fortress Planning Group is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Securities Act of Wisconsin in accordance and compliance with securities laws and regulations. Fortress Planning Group does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through the Best in Wealth Podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, and investment or legal advice.